because none of us are free from stress, free from the daily challenges of life. And so being able to manage that and have control over that and not get so wrapped up in it when it comes up is like, what I say is, I always say it's like awakening your superhuman to be able to have that skill. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one. And it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you. I support you. And I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's episode with Ava Johanna is all about breathwork. Now, whether you've thought about it but haven't started your own breathwork practice like me, or you've had one for years and years, this episode will be awesome and full of great info. Ava is so passionate about this practice because of its countless benefits, and it really shows. During the episode, Ava guides us through a simple breathwork practice, which only takes a couple minutes that can help center and calm you. She is a fantastic teacher and the founder of Academy of Breath, which is a breathwork certification and meditation teacher training. I am so grateful you are here for this episode. Let the breathwork begin. Ava, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you so much being here. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a great conversation. I'm excited. It is. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm just so grateful and blessed. All these conversations that I get to have with incredible, beautiful, amazing people like yourself uh, is always so much fun. And breath work, I am thrilled to talk to you more about it, learn more about it, uh, and just share the practice with more people. Because like breath work is one of the things, it's, it's really interesting, Ava, that for me, breath work has come up in little bits here and there, you know, to maybe start doing breath work where someone will introduce it to me or talk about it or like Wim Hof and like those things will come mm. into my awareness. But for whatever reason, it hasn't stuck yet. Mm. And I'm okay with that. You know, it is what it is. I'm on the part of the journey that I'm on and everything's all good. And I, I have the feeling that at one point, breath work will be a part of my every single day. It just isn't quite yet. And maybe this is the conversation and the experience that will help me get there. 
this is the moment that everything is going to change. Yes. <laughs> so have you, you've experienced breath work though. You, so you mentioned Wim Hof, you've done Wim Hof before you've tried different styles. I did Wim Hof like once, two okay. years ago. So it's like very vague, very in the background. I have a good friend too, who does breath work and has mentioned it to me and, you know, really said how amazing it is. And yeah, for whatever reason, it's just where I've been, it just hasn't developed into something I'm practicing every day yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear that from a lot of people. And I think that a lot of the ways in which we're introduced to breath work, it comes from like this workshop type experience where you're likely sitting down for 30, 40, maybe even two hours doing these more intense breath styles, which are incredibly transformative and powerful and can bring you into these psychedelic states truly. But it's work, right? So you're meeting your edges. There's resistance that comes up. It's like you're able to do it because you're surrounded by people and there's motivation. But when you come back to your house and then sit and you're like, I'm going to try breath work, all of that resistance is still there. All mm. of the discomfort is still there. And so that's often why people don't create a consistent practice is that it can be intimidating to breathe through resistance, discomfort, anxiety, anger, like all of the things that might come up through breath work. And I always like to tell people that haven't necessarily created a consistent practice yet, there are like hundreds of styles of breath work. And there are techniques that are so much easier to incorporate into your daily life that don't require you to spend, you know, an hour in, breathe, in breathing and like sitting on a meditation cushion, like you were sharing before we hit record, going on your morning walks, like bringing in a breathwork practice as you're walking can be something that is super mm. simple and accessible to make breath more of a present practice in your life. Got it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, um, it is, I feel like it's something that is aligned with me and I know that it will help. Um, and I guess, you know, per talking about just personal experience, I guess it has felt like a little overwhelming. It's kind of like, where do I start? Right. There yeah. are a lot of them, which one is meant for me. And when I remember you know, a couple of years ago, when I did the Wim Hof one, it was a little, uh, overwhelming for me because I remember doing, during the breathing, I, uh, my body literally physically started to like shake. And I started to I, I compared it to like an anxious feeling, even though that's mm -hmm. not, I don't think what it was, but based on my understanding, that was the thing I was able to compare it to because of how my body physically felt. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It was the same sensations in your body as anxiety. And that's, you know, it's, it's this double-edged sword. And I always tell people when we're practicing these more arousing techniques that are going to actually bring you into a sympathetic arousal, which is the fight or flight, right? When mm. my heart starts beating faster, I can feel sensation, you know, with Wim Hof, you're increasing CO2 in, in the brain. And so it can feel sometimes like a hyperventilation and all of these different aspects that are actually like changing you on a physiological level are mirroring the stress response, the anxiety response. And so the issue with that is that so many people in our world are chronically stressed out. And so just like, putting more of that on isn't necessarily going to help them on a physical level. It might feel really good and expansive and lead to some breakthroughs on a mental or spiritual level. But for the body, the body's like, whoa, we've already been in this state all day long because you were rushing to get here. You got that bad email. Mother-in-law is coming into town today. Like all of those things are already making us stressed out and bringing this breath practice on top of it is just adding more of that aroused state to an already aroused nervous system. So there's that side of it where it's like, 
okay, like we want to be bringing practices in that aren't going to create that arousal when we're already in fight or flight or already in a stress response. But then on the other hand, when we're really looking at how we can grow and challenge ourselves and like, you know, that healthy level of stress where you're not necessarily burning out, but you're really encouraging yourself to become more and and do more in life where these breath practices by mirroring the same sensations that you would feel via anxiety or stress get you more familiar and comfortable and neutral with those sensations so that when they arise and out like other experiences, you're like, oh, I got this. And I can identify that this is the feeling because I've been able to create it in a neutral controlled environment on my own. And so there's like, it's really cool. And I think that, you know, how you were saying like, I know that I would benefit from it. I believe everyone would benefit from that because none of us are free from stress, free from the daily challenges of life. And so being able to manage that and have control over that and not get so wrapped up in it when it comes up is like, what I say is, I always say it's like awakening your superhuman to be able to have that skill. Hmm. Can I ask, can we get the episode going maybe with a little breath work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's calm down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So there's, again, like I said, so many different styles that you can do because I don't know who's listening. And I imagine there is a spectrum of people. We're going to start with just a really calming practice so that we can all ground, be present together and really just like be in this experience. So this is one of my favorite breath practices that's safe for anybody to do. It's going to really activate that relaxation response. So in yogic philosophy and in in yoga and translated from Sanskrit, it's samavriti pranayama or equal ratio breathing. Um, A lot of people also call it box breath. It's practiced by Marines as a way to, again, move out of that fight or flight so that you can be back in homeostasis. And we're just going to breathe for an equal ratio and you can imagine it like a box. So the count's going to be four, 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 four. So four on your inhale, hold at the top for four, exhale for four, hold at the bottom for four. If you're driving, just keep your eyes open. You can do this with eyes open. You can do this if you're in the grocery store. If you're in a environment where you are able to close your eyes, I would say take that to the next level too. So, so can I, sorry, yeah, can I ahead. ask real quick too, is it on the inhale and exhale, is it through the nose or mouth? All in and out of the nose. All in and out of the nose. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Awesome. Go ahead and close your eyes down if you can. If you're driving, keep the eyes open. Exhale all of your air. We'll do that through the mouth just to make sure that the lungs are completely empty. And seal the lips. Inhale through your nose for a count of four. Two, three, four. Hold the breath at the top for four. And just relax your shoulders here. Unhinge the jaw. Then exhale through your nose for a count of four, three, two, one. Again, hold at the bottom here. Notice if there's any parts of the physical body that are tensing up and just relax into those spaces. Then breathe in for four, down into the belly, rib cage, chest expanding with air. Hold at the top, 
Exhale for four, three, two, one. Hold at the bottom. And then inhale for four. Really drawing the breath down into your belly, then all the way up into the chest. Hold. And exhale for four, three, two, one. Hold at the bottom. I'll do two more rounds. Inhale for four. Hold. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Beautiful hold. Last time, inhale four. Hold for four. Exhale four. Hold for four. Beautiful. Take a deep breath in. Fill up the belly, rib cage, chest. Yes, lungs expanding with air. Open mouth. Exhale. Release. And then open your eyes. It's uh, it's really so wild. Just like in, just like an instant calming, leveling out. Hmm. Mm, it's like a bookend, right? I'm like pausing this moment in time to ground myself. And then what can I create on the other side through greater presence, awareness, intentionality, mm. like to, evenness? <laughs> yeah. To like even take those moments just randomly throughout the day and to take the moment to just kind of be in silence and just kind of be, and just be in peace and not be so attached to the craziness and the chaos that's going all around us. Mm -hmm. And just to bring our attention inward in that moment and focus on our breath. If we could, wow, you know, literally, if we could just do that throughout the day at random points, how much more peaceful and calm I think we'd be in, in so many situations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and research has shown that practice specifically, you only need five minutes to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for digestion, our immune system. It releases happy hormones like um, dopamine and serotonin, which are the, the feel-good chemicals, right? Um, it is responsible for fertility. I mean, all aspects of our health are, and like the vital functions of our body are ruled by the autonomic nervous system and the breath is directly connected to our autonomic nervous system. So you can use your breath to mm. really shift your physical state. And in doing so, you know, like we were talking about, be able to shift your, your emotional state, your mental state from that place. It's all connected. Um, it's something I'm, I'm like, a, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, but I'm a big fan of Jay Shetty and he talks yeah. about like breath work and things like that too. And something he mentioned that I thought was just so interesting that I never thought about before, uh, was that like, 
in every situation, what do I mean? Obviously, but what are we connected to our breath? And in every situation, like what changes? If we're anxious, our breath changes. If we get excited, mm-hmm. our breath changes. If we're kind of just like mellow, our breath changes. You know what I mean? It's like very, very kind of dependent on the situation is where our breath is going to be. Um, yeah. Right. You talked about kind of, you know, in breath work, practicing it. So then in those moments, you can have more. So if you're like really anxious and you start to breathe like heavy and then short little spurts like that creates more anxiety. So to be able to use the practice in those moments to kind of settle and to calm my, calm your breath calms down, like you said, like your physical body and that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is insane what the breath can do, right? It's like, if the breath is left unchecked, it can perpetuate whatever experience we're having, having. And On the other hand, if you have the awareness of, oh, my breath is a direct reflection of my emotional state and I can feel that I'm only breathing in the upper chest, which is uh, resulting in really choppy breaths and my heart's beating a little bit faster. My mouth is dry. Like all I'm, I'm feeling tense, like all of these signs of being in a stress response. If I can identify that, then I know oh, this this equal ratio breath, this box breath, I can do this for five minutes and it's going to shift where my nervous system is is interacting. And in doing so, I'll be able to create an emotional shift as well too. And so the, the connection between the breath and our emotional state is, I mean, I look at, at, at it as like, this gift that was planted in us from a higher power that is just like waiting for us to find throughout our life to realize like we really have the keys to emotional mastery, physical mastery, mental mastery, and spiritual mastery. I'm curious too, with, with breath work, what, like, what is the difference between breathing in through your nose or breathing in through your mouth? I got a whole hour long masterclass <laughs> on that inside my certification. Um, so much. So, in short, the nose is um, this beautiful filtration system from our nose hairs to these nerves that connect to the brain that tell that that tell the brain whether the air outside is too hot or too cold or too humid or too dry to humidify the oxygen to the perfect level so that by the time it enters our lungs it can um it can extract more oxygen out of out of the air and more oxygen that can move into the the blood and be Uh, transmitted throughout the entire body. And so there's like that aspect of the filtration. And that is so big because it allows for fresh life really to be moving throughout our entire body. And that's just from like the oxygen aspect of it. But there's also facial structure that shifts as well too, when we breathe in and out of our nose versus in and out of our mouth. I mean, it is, it is, have you ever read Breath by James Nestor? No. Oh, I mean, if this if this conversation doesn't get you to breathe every single day, that book will. Um, he is a phenomenal uh, journalist and wrote this book. It's got a bright yellow cover. And um, I think that once he wrote this and it started spreading across the globe, a lot more people started paying attention to breathwork. But one of the passages and something that he um explored within himself is the difference between mouth breathing and nose breathing. And he did a whole experiment plugging his nose 
for a whole week, only breathing in and out of his mouth. And his, his health was, was completely impacted by it. He, he felt like foggy, uh, like a lot of brain fog. And I think he was, he was measuring like his vitals every day as well too. And so all of these things were shifting and he started, he developed sleep apnea and like, or, and snore and started snoring. And so there's like all of these different wild things that happen when we're breathing mostly out of our mouth versus out of our nose. And there was um, a passage in the book where he also talked about how when we started mouth breathing over nose breathing more, um, the skeletons in, in France, like the, the skulls actually started shifting. The shape of the bones started shifting as well too. So it's just absolutely wild. So in every breathwork practice, breathwork practice that you do, is it always through the nose or is it ever through the mouth? I have one practice that I do that's through the mouth called Tumo. It's actually like the OG Wim Hof. It's the original breath practice, pranayama practice that Wim Hof, um, was influenced by. And, um, that would be the only one that I do that's in and out of the mouth. But other than that, all in and out of the nose, I just know too much, Justin. <laughs> uh, Cause that's like, that's a thing I've always thought about. I'm like, what is the difference? Like, what is the, like, really, you know what I mean? And like, that's something too. It, it's just not knowing much about it. So that's why these conversations are great to help uh, bring more awareness to it because that's one of the things for me too that and I know it was my own block like me not doing breath work is me it's nobody else it's not that it's overwhelming or that it's too much it's just literally me in my mind saying okay well this is just not something I'm going to do right now and I can create all the reasons of why I'm not going to do it but those are all barriers that I create on my own they don't actually exist yes um, yeah. of course right <laughs> so, accurate yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Me yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so I want to like try to help other people too. You know what I mean? Like what, what are some things that people can just do? You know, I know that you have the Academy of Breathwork. I know you offer these great uh, courses and things online. What are things that people can do who have never heard of breathwork or who have heard of it, who haven't just started yet? What are things that you can recommend to help people kind of take that first step forward? Yeah. I mean, I think the simplest thing is just being more aware of the state of your breath. And so if it's like as easy as setting a reminder on your phone a few times a day, like just have a breath check-in and put a hand on the heart, a hand on the belly, and just notice how you're breathing. Notice where you're breathing as well too. A lot of individuals only breathe like right up here. And if you can't see me, you obviously can't see me if you're listening to this, but um, in your in your upper chest region. And that's only a third of the lung capacity. And so again, wow. coming back to really like being able to oxygen oxygenize our blood and our bodies. We want to use the entire capacity of our lungs and like really breathe down into the lower abdomen. Um, so breathing into the belly, the rib cage, the chest, just as I was cueing when we were doing that practice is just something I would recommend everyone doing. So you're reteaching yourself how to breathe. Um, you know, I, I just opened up the doors to my seventh cohort of the Academy of Breath yesterday. And I had, you know, 48 people on the call in front of me. And we all kind of just took a moment to notice where we were breathing. And the thing is, is that throughout our lives, our breath shortens. And so many people had their hand just like on their chest and were like, wow, I'm only breathing up here. And it feels actually really uncomfortable versus if I take a moment to breathe down, down into my lower belly, it feels so much softer. It feels safer. I feel grounded. I feel expansive. I feel calm. And it's really just 
reteaching yourself how to breathe like you did when you were a baby. You know, when you look at your baby, when you look at your kid, it's that big belly just rising and falling, yeah. rising and falling. <laughs> the same is with animals as well, too. So we see it in nature and and those that have yet to be impacted by our wild world. And so that would be like the simplest place to start is just giving yourself little breath check-ins, even if it's setting a reminder or in the morning when you wake up before you get out of bed, taking three deep breaths and making sure you're breathing down into your belly, that within itself is already so regulating and such a beautiful way to bring more awareness to your breath. That's not overwhelming. It's not too Mm -hmm. much, um, but does make a big difference. Yeah. Well, I could, there's a couple of years ago where I, before I knew anything about breath work, before I even knew it existed, there would be moments where I would feel like short of breath. And I was like, I need to take a breath, you know, I'd breathe and I'd go like, and people who I'd be around, like, are you okay? Are you, are you freaking yeah. out? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, are, yeah. are you cool? Or are you stressed? And I'm like, I just had the inclination to take a, a deep breath, you know, for whatever reason, it was like, literally my body was just telling me to breathe deep in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even think about it from the perspective of like, when someone's trying to calm you down, they're usually going to say, all right, take a deep breath. Yeah. It's like, it's our, it's there. It's right in front of us. It's so obvious yet, <laughs> yet we miss it. And I, I think that's why I get so excited about it and why, like, I think also why the people that have come into my world have seen such incredible results through this is that it's, it's something that's been with us since the day we were born will be with us till the day we die. And when we really learn how to master our breath, we're mastering so much more than that. So what are some of the things that people can expect as results from, from doing breath work? Yeah. So, so many. So on a physical level, first and foremost, we've kind of already like talked about this extensively. It's being able to bring yourself out of that stress response, which we know stress is the greatest killer. It's leading to inflammation, disease. When we're in a chronic stress state, one of the craziest things that I found out a couple of years ago is that our amygdala, which is basically like the master alarm system in our brain that sits in the prehistoric part of our brain, which is an evolutionary um, adaptation that we are so grateful for as human beings. But in our modern world, it just like the signal goes off at the at the drop of a pin. And so it now it's kind of maladaptive in a way. But the breath really allows us to shift out of that sympathetic state. And when we're in that sympathetic state for so long, what ends up happening is that the amygdala shuts down every other part of the brain besides the amygdala itself. So the frontal lobe of the brain, which is responsible for critical thinking, rational rational thinking, decision-making, uh, linear time, like analytical thought, all of those parts of the brain shut down. So when we think about especially over this past year or past few years, how much fear has been revolving around every single person's life. Doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of belief. We have all been in fear and in stress because of all of our world events. So much of that compounding turns off the part of our brain that thinks rationally. So what does that lead to? more emotional reactivity, more division, more separation, more um, more fighting, more, more hate across our world. And so I think that's like one of the biggest things is just how the breath can allow us to move out of that state, turn the frontal lobe on so that we can think rationally. We can be analytical. We can meet discomfort with people. We can create 
more connection and less separation. And I think that that's like a huge piece that connects the dots between like the physical aspect and the emotional aspect and the mental aspect. Um, so that is huge for me. But outside of that, you know, some of the basics as well, better sleep, feeling more energized during your day, hormones being balanced. So like cortisol and adrenaline can kind of run rampant when we're in a stress response and we can have cortisol releasing at the wrong times, which makes us feel tired and wired when we're falling asleep and then feel like we didn't get any sleep at all when we wake up in the morning and can barely drag ourselves out of bed. So breath work really helps with hormones as well. Um, And then from an emotional aspect, you know, I always like to think about it from the perspective of when I feel really good in my body, what am I going to do from that? How am I going to show up as a, as an entrepreneur, as an, as a business owner, when I feel good, I'm like in more service to my people. I'm like down to like go above and beyond. I'm excited. People can feel that energy, you know, like being in an expansive state leads to expansive action in our life. And so breathwork expands us. And if we do that first thing in the morning, how is the rest of our day going to look? What are we going to create? Who are we going to become? Yes. Yes. So exciting. Uh, the, I think I just want to stop and, and talk about the huge aspect of it saying that breath work turns on that part of our brain that makes us be more logical, uh, and rational in those moments, because what has been happening over the past few years, the fear that's, that's driven into people, uh, causing them to be more irrational, uh, causing more, uh, separation and division, like you mentioned, to me is like the pinnacle of, I don't want to say it's not what's wrong with the world because that that's not how I view it. It's not like being wrong, but it's something that's happening in the world that I think we greatly, greatly in order to every, in order for us to enjoy life more, to be happier, to literally just find more peace is to shift away from that sort of mentality towards one of obviously more unity, uh, more rational thinking, uh, not being so caught up in emotions and moments because that will take us away from being rational. So the fact that breath work can help bring us back to that sort of a state and remove us from that kind of chaotic fear-based, division-based uh, mentality is like everything yeah. to me. Yeah, it's huge. And I think when I when I put two and two together and realized that is like what was happening, I mean, it made so much sense, right? Because if you think about, like I think about when I was younger and I had no tools at all. And, you know, I don't know how much you know about my story, but when I was um, 16, my my mom, my sister and I, we were evicted from our house. So we were um, jumping from house to house for about a year without a home of our own. And that experience as an angsty teenager on its own was so intense for me and really led me to this mentality of it's me against the world. Mm. And my interactions with people came from this really defensive state and feeling like I was always needing to survive really because I was in, because we were surviving. And when I think about how short my fuse was back then and how quickly I was to just like lose it on poor people <laughs> that did not deserve it at all. Like it, it, it's everything because it's so, it's so easy to fall into that 
as humans, especially when we see it around us so much. And I think for me, what breathwork has really done is given me that pause to not only be reactive, but to like respond from who do I want to be in this, in this moment? Who do I like, what example do I want to set? If I'm going to hold myself to a high standard as a leader, as a woman, as a partner, as a daughter, what does that look like? And that moment of even asking that has shifted so much for me. For breathwork to create that moment where we're not reacting in a situation, we're not being caught up in in kind of that chaos and frenzy, but to take that moment to breathe and to stop and to not react, but instead just to react from who we want to be and how we want to show up in the world. If every single person could adopt that in every single moment, think about how different the world would be just like that. Right? Like it would be wild, wild to have more intentionality, more mindfulness, more awareness of, wow, like if I, like a perfect example Last night, I like I said, I opened the doors to my seventh cohort. We have a two-hour long call. We're practicing. I'm sharing a lot of the information that we're sharing, but we go even deeper. And so I was exhausted after after like a two two week launch and um, then going into service. And I was out um, with my boyfriend, and I just knew I felt off. And I was I could just feel myself starting to like, I'm a Scorpio. So I always say like, it's my little Scorpio tail, my scorpion tail coming out. <laughs> I can, I was like, I can feel it coming out. And I could also like hold the duality of I'm experiencing this and feeling this, but I don't want to project this onto somebody else. I don't want to be that. And so I'm going to like take a step back I'm going to breathe. I'm going to be really mindful about the words that I choose from this point forward. And I'm also going to communicate where where I'm at and what I'm feeling so that there's more connection there and understanding from this person that cares about me to Mm -hmm. see like, it's not about like me versus you. She's just in a mood right now and she's being vulnerable sharing that part of herself. And so I just think that there's so much value in, in in the sacred pause that we can learn to incorporate into these moments through practices like breathwork and practices like meditation and really any mindfulness practices. I could not agree more. That is such a beautiful example that you use because we all experience that all the time. And in that situation, if you had just reacted, you hadn't taken the moment to be aware and be mindful of who you were and say you just screamed and freaked out, your boyfriend would be like, what is going on right now? What's the issue between the two of us? What You know what I mean? And then that just that just like ricochets and avalanches into more issues, more problems, things that are just unresolved. But instead of going down that path, you went down the path of, okay, let me be here. Let me feel these feelings for a moment. Let me realize this is not how I want to show up in the world and act. And then you're able to be vulnerable and share what you were feeling in that moment so he could fully understand where you're coming from instead of this screaming person who isn't really able to convey how they're actually feeling at all. And that just creates more confusion and more negativity. Yeah, exactly. Like I could tell that I wasn't able to explain how I was feeling and that it wasn't even coming from a rational place. And I thought that, (laughs) I think that there was also beauty in like admitting like, this isn't coming from a rational place. Like I, I, and I'm going to like put myself out there in that way to like, say like, I'm, I'm just in a funk right now. I'm off. Like none of it makes sense. Please don't even ask me to try and like explain it because I can't explain it to myself. And so like this moment will pass. I just need like, I just need to be open with you about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And all I think about really like those moments happen 
billions of times a day. So imagine again, if we could replace the crazy moments with something, how you experienced it, really everyone's life would change. The consciousness of the planet would change. And I've talked about this a bunch during the podcast. I used to have a crazy temper when I was younger and it was me just in the moment getting caught up in it and overreacting and reacting, not coming from a, like a calm state of being, not coming from who I wanted to be, just getting caught up in the madness and responding to it. Yeah. And it was for me like mindfulness and meditation that helped me pause and have that moment, calm things down a little bit. And then like, okay, cool. Things are calmer. Now, how do I want to show up in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the question of like, who do I want to be is, mm -hmm. is like, who do I want to be in, in this moment specifically is so empowering to ask because again, it gives us that second of pause. And also it's not so overwhelming of like, I have to be this person always, or I have to like create this identity that feels unsustainable or like, I'm not totally ready to keep up with that. You know, it's like, who do I want to be in this moment specifically? And it's like just chipping away at that little piece until that is what we truly embody and what becomes our new normal. Exactly. Our new normal. Exactly. Because as you do it more and more, that is who you are and it is who you become. So like in the beginning or for a while, it could be tough and be like, you have to keep feeling, you like pull yourself back so that you can come forward in a more calming, loving, peaceful response. But really as you do it more and more, and as that situation comes up over and over again, you will just get better and it will just become who you are naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And I've experienced that like fully, like, because really it was, I was on the whole other end of the spectrum in terms of having anger issues and having a temper and really overreacting and like snapping at people in moments. And after every single one of them, it never felt good. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. not who I ever wanted to be in that situation, but I felt like I had no control because it was almost like, and it's true. I wasn't consciously there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So it's like, how I was like, how can I have done anything differently? I feel like I wasn't even there. And it's things like breath work, mindfulness, meditation that allow you to be there. Yeah. Consciousness shut down in that moment. Like it's, exactly. it's so, I mean, it's like so beautiful that you have been able to shift yourself out of that reaction. And like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Cause I have experienced that as well too. I was so emotionally reactive when I was younger and to be able to recognize like, wow, that was, there's nothing inherently wrong with me. That's like literally just a function of my brain. Like my mm. brain over the, the hundreds of thousands of years of, of human beings and mankind has developed in this way as a mechanism to keep me safe. And I can see it through that lens now and not feel guilty or shame, but know that like, there is a way for me to control this. There is a way for me to, to shift this. Mm. And I'll tell you like now, I have such empathy for people in moments when I can tell that they're not consciously there. And I'm yes. just like, they're just unconscious for a moment. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, I literally had a situation yesterday where um, somebody got very angry very, very quickly. And I'm just like, I have so much love for you, man. Like, it's all good. You literally, you're just, you just want unconscious for a second. It's cool. I've literally been there before. I know now after this, after that experience, like I know that you don't feel good and I have empathy for that person, you know, hoping and wanting them to feel good and wanting them to feel better. So just like, even in that, 
it just creates such an understanding um, and more empathy for people in that sort of a situation, which is healing for the whole planet too. Because when someone is nasty or rude or mean to you, I'm not saying saying to sit there and take it. Like kindness and this doesn't mean you just you get walked all over, yeah. but it allows us to have love for that person. And that, like, that's what it's all about. Like yeah. not being mad or angry at this person back and just being like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. there before. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah and not, um, not making it about you either. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the cool thing about it is like the behavior that you're modeling in that moment. Like that person might have had a completely different expectation of what was going to happen. You know, it's like, the I have a friend that he's so funny. He like will go and meditate for hours every single day and people call him Jesus because his hair is really long. And he's just like the chillest, kindest person. And he was in Costa Rica um, surfing and uh, collided with somebody and their board broke and they get out of the water and this guy's like ready to fight. And he's just like, hey man, like let's, I can tell that you're pretty angry and just like met him with like, just presence and and compassion and the the story he tells me the way that this um man shifted in his behavior through that interaction like modeled some something entirely different than probably what he expected and to just think how like that moment might have been so simple for my friend because he's probably dealt with people like that in many different flavors just as we all have but the way that that behavior may have shifted the person that was projecting it onto you could change their life and how mm-hmm. they show up and how they communicate. And so there's just so many layers to it, right? It's like, it's not only just showing them love and not playing into the reaction or the emotion and making it worse and not um, internalizing it for yourself, but it's also modeling like a new way of embodiment for the person that is there as well. It is incredibly powerful, right? When I've been in those situations where, and before, if someone uh, you know, kind of acted nasty or got aggressive with me, I would have been right back, like mm-hmm. so fast. And not doing that, and in moments being calm speaking like just very calmly, not matching their energy and just waiting for them to kind of match yours. It's like you're witnessing a miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I like it. I think, I think the, it's so much easier when we're, you know, like the beginning of this conversation was all around like us and like the things that we can do to make ourselves better. And it's so much easier when we're just doing it on our own, but like the real tests come in relationship, whether it's relationship to a partner, to a parent, to a friend, to a stranger on the street, like that is when our spiritual practice is tested the most. Mm. And and I want to ask you too, you're so, you know, this is something obviously breathwork is like who you are. You're so passionate about it. It's awesome. Um, How did you get onto this path? So I was a big party girl in my early 20s and was working in the corporate marketing space. And, you know, as I mentioned, having a rough, financially traumatic um, upbringing in in my teenage years definitely like put this motor underneath me to get as far away from that Mm. as possible, which is like my double-edged sword because now I'm far, I'm far from it, but I'm still pushing and like excited to continue growing. Um, But I was really 
just burnt out from my corporate job and was working like 10 to 12 hour days. I had migraines every other week and, you know, just like was a weekend warrior. I would go out on the weekends, destroy my body, go to work and feel hungover for the entire week and say I'd never drink again and then do the same exact thing. Um, me, me too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I, it's funny because a lot of people that come into my certification are like, I've been practicing yoga since I was like 14 years old. And I was like, that's cool. What's that like? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wild. Um, but so I luckily had a girlfriend that had started going to yoga and said, Hey, come to yoga with me. Like I found this amazing teacher, just join me for this yoga class. And I went in and it was the first time that I really felt like I had connected to my body in a way that felt safe and felt explorative and just, again, felt good. Like something that I I had been poisoning my body in so many ways. And I felt like I had finally done something good for my body. Mm. And I, it was a hot yoga class. So I was sweaty by the end of it and it just felt really delicious. And so from there, I dove like headfirst into yoga. I think I took a class in February, enrolled in a teacher training in August. And um, in my yoga teacher training, one of the very first weekends, we had someone come by and teach us Wim Hof. And that was the first breathwork practice that I had ever, well, breath of fire and, and hot yoga classes, but I hated it at that point. Now I'm obsessed with it. Um, but Wim Hof was like the first like actual breathwork class that I had ever done. And I remember calling my girlfriend and I was like, Lily, what was this? Oh my gosh. And she's like, girl, go put your, it was in uh, OB at Indie Yoga. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was where I did my teacher training. Um, and she was like, go put your feet in the sand, like get grounded. I can tell you're like in the, in the ethers right now. Cause you've just like blasted off to another level. And so for me, it was like, I had created this psychedelic experience using, and like this high using my own body that was very similar to the high that I was receiving when I was completely trashing my body, but I knew that it was something that was good for me. And so at that point, I just went down the breath rabbit hole. I did yoga, uh, breathwork teacher trainings, meditation teacher trainings, and really just aimed to learn as much as I could about breath. And then eventually um, in 2020, that's when I created the Academy of Breath because I wanted to share it with other people. God, it's so cool and wild to me that like one little thing, like you just going to that one yoga class with your friend, mm -hmm. boom. Yeah. Right. Completely changed your path in life and your outcome and everything. It's just so oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like when I was younger and this is, you know, coming back to what was modeled for me, I was like, all right, I'm just going to find a wealthy husband and I won't have to work. And like, that's what's, that's how I'll be able to take care of myself and mm. be, that's how I'll be able to survive because my mom and I love her so much, um, you know, my mom wasn't able to survive without a man. So that's what I saw as like, that's going to be the way. And so yoga really showed me not only could I heal from a lot of this trauma that I had been carrying around for years, but that I could create something for myself, by myself, that could help a lot of people as well too. And can we talk a little bit about the Academy of Breathwork? What, yeah. yeah, right. The courses, things that you offer. So anyone who's listening right now who may want to join, they just have a, they can have an idea of what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. So the Academy of Breath is our um, like our signature twelve week 
breathwork and meditation certification program. We teach you eight different styles of breathwork, um, three different technique meditation techniques, including visualization, mantra-based meditation, and um, mindfulness meditation. Um, and in addition to that, we also really bring in the business element of how to how to then take all of this that you've learned and create a successful business out of it. You know, for me, when I created my certification, it was kind of filling the gaps of the teacher training and um, I would say breathwork industry overall, where I had experienced programs that were very spiritual-based, programs that were very science-based, no teacher trainings that gave you any idea or clue of like, okay, now that you've got this, like, let's go make you successful in sharing this. And so I really wanted to first and foremost bridge the gap between science and spirituality and be able to show like these things that you're that are happening that feel like very spiritual experiences. We can we can anchor them with science and modern research to make these practices more accessible um, and more understandable for people and for like the the general population. Um, and then in addition to that, the business aspect of things too. And so it's a 12-week program. It's live. We do it three to four times a year. Um, our next round is in January 2023. And we have everyone from coaches to massage therapists. We've had preschool teachers, high school teachers, artists, musicians come in that either want to deepen their own personal practice or know like I want to expand my core offering and bring breathwork and meditation in to support my clients with it as well. Awesome, right? So that's what I'm, it is definitely very attainable and makes sense for people who may not want to turn it into a business, who just want to adopt the daily practice of breath work. Yeah. I mean, there's no better way than being in like a container where you are live with people. Like, like I said, we have our small group mentors that come in and, um, they meet bi-weekly with a small group of, of individuals in the program. We have integration and mentorship calls. And so if you want to really like, see how the breath can work its way into your life and create magic being held in a container like this, whether you want to make a career out of it or not, is a really incredible gift to give to yourself. And then on the other side, if you're like, I know I don't want a career out of this. I don't need the accountability. I just want to learn these practices. We have a six-week personal practice course called Breathwork. And that goes through many of the styles inside of the Academy of Breath. Obviously, there's not the depth of like research and knowledge there because you're not teaching it from that place, but you will learn the different practices. And um, that's also at a much more accessible um, price as well, too. I love that. That's amazing that you offer both. Um, and that you make it accessible for people and attainable for people to take this skill, something that they may be very passionate about and help them change that or turn that into a career and something that they can help other people with as well, right? Instead of just giving them like the crash course in it and like, all right, see you later, go have fun, figure it out. Yeah. You're giving people the tools to do that. Yeah, I really didn't. I mean, I'm so grateful because when I went into my yoga teacher training, I had been in the marketing space. So I knew how to build websites. I knew how to do email marketing. I knew how to do paid ads. Like I knew how to do all of the things. So I think it was me and like two other people from a group of 22 of us that actually were able to go out and teach. And for me, I like, I had my blog going, I had my Instagram, I was starting to reach out to brands and companies. And like, it was like right off of the bat. And so many people were like, what? It, like, I have no idea how to like do any of these things. And it's like, the, the way that I see it is that we are the ones that are changing the world. We are the ones that are providing the practices and the tools and the techniques to help people on such a foundational level create change in their life. And so our work needs to be heard. Our work needs to get out there. The people that have the big hearts need to have these like 
that need to have the understanding of how to get their message out to the world. And so that was a really important part of the program for me was to make sure that like, now that you've learned this, okay, how do you create a program? How do you create an offer? How do you price? How do you talk to your people? Where do you go to find mm -hmm. your people? And um, I just don't really see that in any teacher trainings. And so that was like, it was exciting for me to add that in, especially because I do business coaching and mentorship to be able to like bring all of my different flavors together. Yes. Uh, and I guess, uh, where do you envision, where do you see this going? You know what I mean? Where you're at now, but I always love to just hear people's goals and dreams and, you know, their visions of where they want to go. Where do you see this practice uh, in your business going even in the next few years? Yeah. So I, it's a question that I've been sitting with um, quite a bit lately. And first and foremost, being able to elevate the voices of the people that have gone through my program is very important. So we're building out a whole network of our teachers. We have an advanced practitioner training as well that's six months long and our advanced practitioners um, end up becoming small group mentors for our 12-week program. So really being able to elevate all of the voices and the individuals that have already gone through my program and have been a part of our community is incredibly important to me. Like when mm -hmm. I when I tell people that have joined the Academy of Breath. I'm like, this is the the message that we received for this round is like, welcome home. Like this is a family, this is a community. And I really want to continue building out our network because I know that that's the way that we're going to get breathwork and meditation into every household across this planet. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Um, I know a book is going to happen at some point. I don't know when, um, but I would love to create something that's like even more accessible than our breathwork course. Our breathwork course is $99, but I know that that even that can be a stretch for people. I, for me, spending $99 when I was in my early 20s just wasn't an, wasn't an option, but being able to go to Barnes and Noble and buy a book would have been an option. So mm -hmm. I think that's something that I really would like to create um, and potentially an app as well too. But now that I'm listing all these things off, I'm like... <laughs> My schedule's busy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I'm grateful that you're dedicating your life to make these things more accessible to people. It's thank incredible. You. Yeah. Thank for Then when you said that to bring meditation and breathwork into every household, I was just like, got me so excited. Yeah. That's my mission. It's a big one. So I need help for anyone's listening. That's like inspired by this. That's why that's another reason why I created the certification. I was like, I can't do this on my own. For, right. Honestly, to be able to help and train people to kind of expand out and help in the spreading uh, and bringing more awareness of this to other people is huge because it's so true, right? You can only do so much by yourself, but you can help teach other people so that they can go out and, and achieve the same thing and spread this message more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yes. Oh, wow. What a dream and a goal. And I'm with you. So I'm going to, I'll be with you in this vision. Uh, I'll meditate on this as well too, because like, Beautiful. that's like a goal and dream of mine. Like if everybody brought in breathwork and meditation into their everyday life, again, the consciousness of the planet, everything would change so much. And Utopia. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. So listen, so this is the last question of the, of the podcast and you pretty much just answered it, but it is always interesting just to ask the question deliberately uh, and hear the person's response because it's so beautiful. So my goal in life, and that's why I talk about the consciousness of the planet. When you talk about these things, I get so excited because my goal in life is to help shift the consciousness of the planet to be in a place that is more peaceful and kind and loving 
and empathetic, one that's more like vulnerable and genuine and accepting and understanding of each other. And one that is in a place of just more peace, calmness, and one that is more love. Mm. One that understands our oneness and uh, a consciousness that is just more loving to each other. Um, so how do you feel like every single day, either with your business or yourself or both that you are helping uh, contribute to this sort of a shift? Mm, yes, I did answer it already. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think from a personal place, it's really understanding that my practice and the devotion that I have to breathwork and meditation or to taking care of my body is bigger than me. And, and it has such a profound impact on not only my community, but the people outside of my community. So really just living a life of devotion personally has been huge, huge, huge for me. And then teaching the importance of living a life of devotion, whether it's through breathwork meditation or just having people get clear on like, what, what are they devoted, devoted to? And are those devotions leading to an elevation in consciousness, a deeper mm. connection with the world, greater love? And if not, what shifts can we add in to be devoted to the things that matter? I love that too. It's like you being yourself, right? And you being the truth of who you are and you literally being the light is going to help so much in that shift because it's so, ah, I just, it's so beautiful. Like you staying true to who you are, you personally, how you show up is going to help change things. But then also when you staying true to who you are, it is you creating this business and creating that expansion of this knowledge of breathwork and meditation to just continue to move outward. And what an incredible, awesome way to also help in that shift. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you for yeah. having me. Of course. I appreciate you. Oh, the work you're doing is so great. Um, so just for everybody listening, what is, so I know we did the breathwork practice before. You can say that one. What is a breathwork that somebody can do tomorrow or today who is really looking to start on this path? Yeah, I would say equal ratio breathing. Start with that. Start with an inhale for four, hold at the top for four, exhale for four, hold at the bottom for four. You can challenge yourself, do a five count or a six count. Um, and every time that you're going up and how long you're holding, you're like strengthening the muscles of your lungs. And so I would definitely say if you like feel solid at four, challenge yourself to go up. Nice. I'll say, I, I did not feel that solid at four because even before when we would yeah. breathe out... <laughs> When we'd breathe out and hold for four, I was like, I'm going to suffocate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was, it was like hard for me to, to do that. And then how long, because I'm going to do this. How long do you suggest doing that sort of, uh, of breath work for just to start? Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Awesome. Add an extra five minutes to your meditation timer and just do it at the beginning. That's exactly what I was just thinking about doing, yeah. either doing it right before or right after. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And can you please let everybody know where they can find you online, social media, website, all the good stuff Yes. so that if people can just get in, in contact with you and touch with you and, and, and join in this breathwork uh, movement. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is academyofbreath.org and you'll find information about our certification there, um, our other programs. If you go, I'm assuming it's going to be linked in the show notes. It will, um, yep. Academyofbreath.org forward slash breathwork is the $99 course. It's a six module course. So kind of meant to be taken over six weeks. Um, and then on Instagram at Academy of Breath. Uh, and then your personal, what's your personal Insta again? At Ava Johanna. Nice. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it just like it, it, I appreciate so much. And I love the, I love talking to people who are living their passion. Mm. 
And I love it so much because it's just great to see how much you light up and you know how happy and fulfilled that you seem. But I think it's really special too to show this sort of an example so anybody listening knows that they can do the same thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and I I hope that I can be that, whether it's through breath work or meditation or something con- completely different. I really do believe that the things that we're most passionate about, if we do desire to make them into a career or a purpose, we can make it happen. We can make anything happen. Mm-hmm. And like the example of just showing that it's possible is everything. Yeah. Because without the idea, right? without knowing somebody like that, without having the idea that it's possible, we just totally cap ourselves off. Mm-hmm. And that little bit, that one person that does it, and for someone to witness that or hear this conversation, it just cracks that open a little bit and completely expands their their potential, their universe, everything. It's huge. Mm, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, all right. Sweet. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your passion and your work and who you are. I love it so much. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Try Breathwork. Thank you, Ava, because I am going to... it. Because to me, like that's so simple. Like, like, I like that was one of the things that I almost like needed just to take that first step mm-hmm. to simplify things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's super easy. In the morning, right before I meditate, I do it every day, right before, right after, an extra five minutes of breath work, boom. It's going to work into my daily routine. So thank you for that. Yeah. Send me a message after a week of doing it. Yes. Let me know how it goes. Awesome. (laughs) I will do that. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Hope you gained and just took in so much from this episode. Ava, you are a beautiful soul and spirit. I appreciate all the work you're doing. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Love you, everybody. We'll see you next time.